everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week we bring you yet another interview with an LSU gymnast. We are so excited to be joined this week by rising junior Aaliyah Finnegan, who you guys already know has been an absolute star for the Tigers the past two seasons. This season she scored four perfect tens four weeks in a row and was a huge part of the team's success by stepping up and doing all around every weekend and helping the Tigers to their best finish since 2019, despite how many roadblocks came in their way this season. Aaliyah joins us to reflect back on LSU's incredible season-long climb, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Congratulations on an awesome season. Despite how many injuries the team had and the more people that went down, you guys continued to climb in the rankings. I think that is so amazing. And you climbed all the way until the very end. So when you guys first set the mantra, I guess, for the season of the climb, did you ever envision that the climb would be as intense as it ended up being? Yeah, absolutely. I do not think we realized, like, at the time, you know, we kind of came up with that mantra back in August, September, maybe, and we ended up climbing all the way until April, and so we had no idea what the season ahead of us was going to look like, but I know from the jump that we decided that, like, whatever it's going to take, you know, we're going to keep pushing forward, and it's good that we started that at the beginning to, you know, really keep that mindset going all the way until April. And I feel like you guys could have surrendered at so many points if you wanted to. Like, you could have had every excuse in the book to be like, hey, it's been a tough season. We've had so many injuries. Like, we just can't, we can't do it anymore. But you didn't. And like Ashley said, you guys continued to get better and better. Did you guys kind of embrace like that underdog mentality, knowing that you kind of had like all these odds stacked against you? Yeah, I think we kind of used that to our advantage. You know, it's, it, it can be nerve wracking when everyone expects you to do all these like big things. But, you know, when everyone's, not expecting you to do anything it kind of takes off that pressure being like it's everything to gain nothing to lose mentality you know we had a lot of adversity that we faced this coming year and Jay told us a lot you know after kind of everything was happening he was like the best way to honor someone is to do it for them and we kind of kept that in the back of our heads and I guess in the front of our heads going into every single meet you know really just doing it for each other because like you said we did we had every reason to you know just kind of crumble and fall but we had so much grit we had so much love for each other that we just really made sure that that wasn't going to happen was there any part of your mind even if it wasn't said out loud that was kind of like doubting yeah kind of like doubting that you guys could do it I don't necessarily think so I mean we had um obviously we had a limited amount of bodies but the bodies that were capable of doing gymnastics I had every reason to believe that you know like yeah we may be small numbers but we have so much um so much talent all across the board that and we just have great like I kind of keep on saying that like yes you can kind of doubt yourself in the back of my mind but I try not to think negatively like that I don't like the way that you know that can kind of come across and so we really just kept pushing each other throughout the whole year and it ended up being worth it. Well, it was cool to see everybody step up, like people that normally aren't in the lineups or doing events that they don't normally get to do. And I feel like at first, maybe there was a little bit of nerves and shakiness, but as the season went on, I feel like the confidence just grew and everyone just got comfortable with the fact that they had stepped up and they were in new lineups. And in the end, it worked out for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just next person up each time and each time the person, they took that role and they ran with it. And, you know, that's what, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like going forward, that has to give you guys like massive confidence that you could literally do anything because if you could do all the things that you did with all the odds stacked against you, like you guys beat Florida this year, I think you came pretty close. I mean, Oklahoma 
when the Oklahoma was at LSU, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, they beat you guys, but I, it was a close matchup. It was closer than I think people thought it was going to be. Yes. And obviously, yes. <laughs> like, what are you guys going to do when you're healthy? You guys are going to help people. <laughs> Unstoppable. I think everyone just like has gotten on the same page. We kind of got a taste of what that looks like last year. And so, you know, we kind of have like, little taste on her tongue and now we're just we're hungry for more <laughs> yeah so with everybody that kept going down as the season progressed did you personally feel more pressure to step up um I mean obviously I wanted to kind of take some of the pressure off of other people's just knowing that like okay I'm gonna do my job so that it doesn't affect other people but I think I I knew that I just wanted to help the team out in whatever way possible because I want to do it because this person couldn't or I want to do this because like take the pressure off of this person. And so there was all these different reasons to just kind of like each person in that way just stepped up and that's, you know, that's how we got through it. And how was it managing your own body throughout the whole season and having to do all around pretty much every meet of the season? Was that hard? Cause obviously like there wasn't as many people that could step in. So for depth you guys had, you were for sure using. Yeah. So <laughs> how was that managing yeah. your body? Yeah, I think we have a really great athletic training system that we have going on in the gym. They were really making sure that um, we did what we could to keep me personally like healthy and, you know, the people that they could kind of just keep an eye on. Um, there was lots of focus on recovery, lots of focus on taking care of your bodies. You know, we would kind of make some adjustments during training in the gym and things like that and just kind of making sure we kind of stayed level headed throughout the whole season. Hey guys, this is Brittany here in editing. Just wanted to make a quick little note because I realized listening to this back that I said that Aaliyah got three tens back to back to back, but she actually got four tens. So she got the 10 on floor, then she got a 10 on ball, then the third week she got a 10 on beam, and then the following week she got a 10 on floor. And I knew that she had another 10 on floor, but I think in my brain I only processed the three in a row because they were, it was her first and then obviously the different, different events. events. But the following week, the fourth week, she did get a 10 on floor again. So technically, she had four 10s in a row. And I want to make sure that we give her credit for that. And I want to clarify, too, because I also say she had three 10s in three weeks. It was four 10s in four weeks, which is incredible. Even so, more impressive. Yes. Have to give the queen her due. Okay, now back to the interview. So you entered your 10 era this season. It started out with a 10 on floor. Then the next week, you got a 10 on vault. And then it didn't stop there because the following week you got a 10 on beam. So looking back at that, did you kind of surprise yourself or did you expect that from yourself to be able to go up and do essentially week after week, three weeks in a row, perfect performances? I think in my head, I really, I really try like not to be perfect, which is a kind of a different mindset, I guess, than what you may think because our whole sport is trying to be perfect. But if I think that way too much, I kind of get in my head a little bit. So I kind of like, this year is just kind of like focusing on like, you don't have to be perfect. Like, I just want to like go up there and do the best routine that I can. And if the, if the scores come, they come. And if they don't, they don't. But I think as kind of like those weeks progressed, I kind of had a better understanding of like, okay, I'm kind of in a groove right now. Or like, I'm kind of like understanding like how my body feels and how my body works to be able to, you know, end up with how I did. Yeah. I think it's so iconic that you went from having no tens to three tens in the matter of three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so cool um, thank you I don't know if like 
if you read what people say online, but during that time, people were saying that, oh, she only needs a 10 on bars to get a gym slam. And they were talking about how iconic it would be for you to get a gym slam, you know, in a month's time. And then you did go on bars the following week and you had a fall. I was curious, were you thinking about that at all? I don't know if you had seen any of the comments. Was that something that was in the back of your mind? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was in the back of my mind. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, that'd be cool. But it's not something that I'm like, really hyper focused on. And I really wanted to make sure that that wasn't something that I was hyper focused on. Obviously, during the season, um, I had a little bit of trouble on my dismount um, during the season, kind of finding that landing. And, you know, it was just one of those days where it wasn't my day on bars. You know, yeah, you could think of it as a coincidence, but I really try not to hyper-focus on that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving ahead to regionals, you guys advanced on to the NCAA championships in probably the most dramatic fashion that you could ever envision. You tied with Michigan, who was a favorite to advance. I guess looking back on that moment, at what point did you guys realize that you were tied with Michigan? And then what was your feeling? Were you like pretty confident that you guys had it or were you kind of freaking out? Like, which way is this going to go? Yeah, so I actually had no idea how tiebreakers work. And I didn't know, like, maybe it was like the highest score of the meet or like the highest like event score. And so I was like, okay, well, we could go Michigan. But then I didn't, I like, I really had no idea. Like my brain was kind of like, trying to figure it out but you know I was really just you know hoping and praying that like and I knew that like our team did everything that we could out there so regardless of what the results were like I mean like I was crying everyone was crying because either way it was gonna go I was gonna cry so obviously I guess I kind of got a head start on that Um, but you know I I feel like time was just kind of going in slow motion as we were just kind of like waiting on them to calculating and then uh, obviously whenever Jay kind of turned around and threw his hands up in the air it was such a surreal moment just like knowing that like we've just had so many like ups and downs we've just faced so many um adversity and just like knowing that it was worth it as a fan that felt like the longest wait of my life I can only imagine (laughs) what it was like for you guys (laughs) oh yes yes definitely I think I don't I actually don't know how long it was but it felt like it was probably like 30 minutes I'm sure it wasn't but (laughs) it really felt like it was the longest wait of my life (laughs) yeah it really did my favorite moment from all of that was the video that some I don't know who posted it if the team account posted it but it was you guys in the locker room like dumping water on Jane he was like gritting I'm like this is so funny (laughs) oh my goodness yes it was so funny we like we all kind of like came into the locker room like huddled up I was actually one of the last people to go inside of the locker room so they almost threw the water at me (laughs) I I want to join in on this and so you know we all kind of just like waited there holding our water bottles and of course they were taking their sweet time doing whatever they were doing and then they walked in the water went everywhere you know we had music playing like everyone was just so excited just knowing that like we're just we like we just saying we just keep climbing throughout the entire season so so from that point what was the mindset going into nationals and Fort Worth I mean I'm sure in some ways it felt like making it there was a big victory but once you're there I'm sure your mindset switches to like, we're going to make it as far as we can. So from the team's perspective, what was the mindset going in? Yeah, I think the mindset going in was like, yes, we made it throughout all like the adversity, but we also wanted to let people know that like, we weren't just there because like we got lucky. We weren't just there because like we had like some stellar performance that we shouldn't be there. Like we wanted to let people know that like we deserve to be there as much as everybody else did. And so just kind of going forward, it was just, 
everything to gain and nothing to lose. Like we got here out of all odds. And so now we just, we just wanted to take it as far as we could go. I wanted to talk about the climb documentary. That was something that a lot of people online were really, really excited about. Honestly, I wish more teams would do that because it was super interesting to see kind of like the insight into the team, what your guys' mindset was and how you were handling all that adversity. So my first question is, what was it like being filmed throughout the season? Obviously, you guys are used to being in front of cameras when you're competing and stuff, but to have some of those more like intimate moments being filmed, like stuff like team meetings and the stuff at the beginning of the season when you guys were working on like setting what your mantra and all that was going to be. So I guess kind of what was that like having a camera involved in all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think from outside looking in, you would think you'd it's like this big production and Giovanni um, does such an excellent job with that documentary, but he also does such a good job of just kind of staying out of the way, actually, and you really have the time, you don't really notice that he's there, that he's filming or like anything, and so like what you see in that documentary, it's really just us just like doing our own thing, like nothing of it is staged, nothing of it is just like, oh, like we're gonna say that again for the camera, it's completely natural, and he just does such a good job of just kind of like capturing those special moments. I'm curious, was it just one camera? Like, was he the only one filming or did he have other people helping him? Yeah, so most of the time he was the only one filming. He does have um, an intern with him who does some of the filming as well. For the most part, it's one, maybe two cameras at all times. That is incredible. I never would have guessed that. I would have guessed that there was like three cameras, like a whole production team. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I actually got that question not too long ago and it was like, is it like, is it weird, like having like cameras? And I was like, I don't even notice it's there half the time. Like, I mean, like, it's just like one person, you know, he just like has his camera and just like filming and then but it's just like we just we're just doing our thing and then he just happens to capture it so yeah it's yeah it's it's not like stressful at all so (laughs) when it would come out would you guys watch it as a team or did you all watch it individually yeah so um it was actually a cute little tradition that we did so they would typically come out on meets that it was an away meet and so we'd all kind of like pile into like one hotel room and we would like watch it on the tv um and so yeah so each week that it came out I think the first one we all watched it together like at the gym but like as they kept coming out we would just kind of like pile into one hotel room and watch it together so it was really sweet do you have a favorite part from the whole documentary series is there like one moment that you watched back and you either like cried or made you like really feel something (laughs) um I watched the very first episode not too long ago and it was just kind of like reminding myself of like like this is where it started and like this is where it ended but it was just like it was whenever we were just like creating the climb and like he did such a good job with that production just kind of you just like hear it like and little pizzas here and there and we had no idea like we were just kind of like saying like this is what we want our season to look like but it was just so cool just like watching back and being like we were all on the same page at this specific time like not knowing what that outcome was going to look like but it was just kind of a sweet reminder of like this is what we've wanted to do since the beginning and you know this is where we want to end up yeah well it's cool for you guys to have that to look back on like you'll always have that to go back and remember this season oh yes absolutely kind of switching gears now that NCAA season is over do you have any plans to return to elite I know that's something that a lot of fans want to know you've competed (laughs) for obviously the U.S. initially but then for the Philippines internationally so any plans for that um nothing completely set in stone I'm just kind of back in the gym right now training kind of playing with some few things and I'm really just trying to not take anything like too like seriously I really want to have fun with like the remainder of my career and you know just playing with things and if it works out then great and if not then it's all right so okay so you don't have any like 
goals necessarily with that set in stone, just kind of taking it day by day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had one of our Patreon supporters ask the difference between competing for the Philippines and competing for the U.S. Because obviously you've gotten to do both now internationally. So what are some of the differences with that? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, more or less the gymnastics stays the same. It's really cool kind of like being with a different country, especially the Philippines. We went in last year kind of being the underdog, kind of not really like expecting anything to come of it, obviously. And so just kind of like that, like that gear switch there is a difference between like going in from the U.S. and being the top dog and like everyone's kind of like expecting you to to ultimately like do what you need to do and then versus the Philippines where you're like you're coming like there's not a lot of expectations on you obviously you have your high hopes but you know there's nothing like it's cool just because like we came in as the underdog and ultimately like we ended up winning the team sea games gold and so that was just it was such a special moment especially for my mom and for my relatives back in the Philippines, just such, just such a sweet moment between everybody. Yeah. So looking ahead for training now over the summer, are you going home at all to train? Are you going to train at LSU? Do you take a break at all after the season? What is this? What is this? Yeah. So I, I took three weeks off of just like completely just like no gymnastics, you know, Uh, I am in Missouri right now. I'm training at my um, home gym. I'll be here for a little bit, just kind of spending time with my family before I have to go back in August. And then, yeah. So to wrap up, we have some fun questions. Um, the okay. first one, and they're random, by the way. They're like not even necessarily gymnastics related. They're the most like awful okay. questions. All right, got it. <laughs> I feel like they're pretty easy ones. I feel like you got this. So first one, okay. favorite childhood movie? Favorite childhood movie? Um, Kung Fu Panda, the second one. Good. <laughs> mine, mine is Toy Story. The first okay, one. Okay, yeah. Mine would go. be Lion Excellent. King. I was obsessed with Lion King when I was a kid. <laughs> yes, I loved Lion King. That was always a good one. <laughs> what about your passions or interests outside of gymnastics? I just recently took up golfing. Uh, <laughs> nice. You know, and it's 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 going. Um, <laughs> I do like to play the piano, and um, I'm a big people person, so I like talking to people, if that counts as a hobby. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. love it what about one artist that you really want to see in concert um Luke Combs definitely good so you're a country music fan I love country music yes so Luke Combs definitely be up there with them (laughs) what about when you were a kid did your bedroom have like a theme um not necessarily but it would just be like full of gymnastics stuff like I would like have like all of my little like medals like hung up and just add in the collection like each meet I'd have like some Leos hung up there like a poster or something but just very very gymnastics-y okay so the theme was gymnastics whether it was intentional or not yes yes (laughs) makes sense okay last one it's a quick round of which teammate so we'll give you something and you let us know which teammate of yours fits it the best okay. are you scared or are you ready i'm ready i'm ready okay who's the funniest teammate uh bryce wilson really okay yes so uh, who gives the best advice kai rivers 1000 percent. i feel like i could gather that from the the documentary yes. Yes. <laughs> what about best dancer? Sierra Ballard, one thousand <laughs> percent. I feel I was, like you could also kind of see that as well. Yeah, that was the one that was in my head. If I had a pick, yeah. girl knows you, how to move. Absolutely. You and her have the best floor routines, in my opinion. Oh my goodness! Thank you. <laughs> what about who's the clumsiest? 
You gotta out one of your teammates. I would probably say KJ Johnson. <laughs> Which like you would just like it's so funny. KJ is such a special person because like I guess on the outside you think she's just like this like big like lifter, like big car girl, but she she like opens her mouth and she's such a cinnamon roll. Like she is the <laughs> sweetest person and she like she has such a good heart. Like she is so cool to be around. <laughs> yeah, what's the quote? Like looks like she could kill you, but it's actually a cinnamon roll. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. Thousand <laughs> <laughs> percent. What about if you could steal a skill from any of your teammates or or I guess have one of their like events, what would you what would you pick? And you do it just like they do it. Yes. Um, I would probably say Haley's vault, just because like I've like literally never seen anything like it. Probably never will. It's yeah. it's so good every single. Nobody time does it like her. There's a lot of people that do that vault and they do it very good, but it's completely yeah. different than the way she does it. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what about um someone that you think is really going to step up and surprise people next season? Um, I would probably say oh my goodness that's hard <laughs> I would probably say Bryce just because like she's such like a hard worker inside the gym and she she trains most of the events most of the time and I really think like if she gets the chance to like you know showcase that then everyone's going to be very pleasantly surprised with her and also Annie Beard just because like she hasn't yet gotten that time to shine but she's such a hard worker and you know I think that it'll pay off for her yeah, I remember watching her when she was like a little junior elite and she was one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for her to shine. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. <laughs> well, you guys have a really, really talented team. We're super excited to see what you guys do next season. I think that this is just the start for LSU. I think that you guys have a lot of really big things ahead. So yeah, I think every other team should be terrified. <laughs> I second well, that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're excited. want to say thank you to Lilia for joining us this week we had a lot of fun talking to you and of course we're wishing you and your team best of luck next season and beyond we think that you guys have all the potential in the world and I really think this is going to be the start of something new for LSU gymnastics yeah big things ahead for this team for sure and we can't wait to watch you guys we also just wanted to remind you guys if you missed it at the end of last week's episode we did launch a YouTube channel and we'd love your support if you have YouTube you watch YouTube and if you like us doing videos I know that's something that has been requested a few times and by actually quite a few people and we've kind of low-key been ignoring the requests because Ashley and I don't like looking at ourselves they come in the inbox and we just go delete delete <laughs> not really no but we're kind of like oh we'll keep it in the back of our mind but like we're not actually gonna do that just very, because we're so critical i was gonna say very very long story short we're just extremely critical we're already overly critical of ourselves on this space on this platform <laughs> all we need is just a video platform to be critical on right but you guys have been requesting that and it's something that her and i have talked about for a while now and we have ideas that you know maybe years down the line we'd like to execute that involve a YouTube channel. So can't really say too much right now of what we're thinking, but we do have some ideas and it all starts with building our YouTube channel from the ground up, which is kind of like what we're doing right now. We're like, why not? This is the time, you know, the podcast platform like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that is still going to be the main priority, but I think that there's still a lot of room for us to grow on YouTube and we're doing so well on the like the actual podcast listening platform. Um, it kind of just makes us think like, what else could we do? How else could we grow? Like how else can we grow this and 
what other types of content can we put out there? So we're being kind of vague. I apologize. <laughs> That's intentional. But like I said, I think it all starts with building this YouTube channel up. And I think if we were able to take our audience, our very like amazing, incredibly supportive audience that we And loyal we AF. Like, yes, you guys, you guys are, are awesome. Amazing. Yes, we love you guys so much. Okay, we can't even say that enough. But I know that like if we took, just looking at the numbers, and if we took the people that we know that we have, and we can even move that to other platforms as well. I feel like we could do some really cool things. So if you guys love us and you support us, <laughs> even, you know what, even if you don't love us, you should still go subscribe <laughs> to this YouTube channel. You should just hate subscribe. Yeah, you could hate watch us like people do with other people. <laughs> but don't leave comments because I, I can't handle that. Yeah, if you hate us, you should go subscribe and watch so we... So we'd like benefit from the fact that you hate us, but don't actually be mean to us. Okay. We're totally joking. We're taking this too far. Okay, sorry. This is our like weird humor coming out. We apologize. We're very self-deprecating, if you can't tell. This is how we cope with life. But in all seriousness, um, we would love and appreciate your guys' support. You guys are awesome. And I just want to say, even if, because I feel like some people don't realize they have a YouTube channel. If you have a Google email, like a Gmail account, you have a YouTube channel, essentially. So go to YouTube. If you're logged into your email, you'll see that you, like, have a YouTube Even account. if you haven't, unless they've changed it, but even if you haven't actually created a channel, you still have an account that can be used to subscribe and watch people's YouTube videos, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you could go and actually hit a button that creates a channel for you, and that's if you're intending to upload videos yourself. But even if you haven't done that, you could still use your Gmail to watch and subscribe and all that. Right. So if I'm just putting sense. that out there for people who maybe aren't aware of that. You can still technically subscribe, but at the very least, if you're supporting the channel in other ways, like watching, it's still super helpful for us and helping the channel grow. So we appreciate you guys. And we have a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes down below. Yes, we already have two interviews up. We have Carly Patterson, which was an older interview that we did in 2021, but that was like a super special episode for us. Obviously, we are... Like, Carly is, like, the reason we got into gymnastics. Like, I view Carly as the reason why this podcast even exists. Yeah. Truthfully. And we actually had that interview on a YouTube channel that was private anyways, just because we wanted to save it. So we were like, why not start with that one? And then the Sav one, we know, was, like, highly requested. So we put that one up. And it's just kind of, like, day by day, week by week. Well, I guess it's not day by day. It's week by week. Interview by interview. Interview by interview basis, deciding kind of which ones go up. Because a lot of things have to go right, I think, for it to work in a video format anyways. Oh, totally. Like, for example, quick side note, our Aaliyah one. Aaliyah was in her car, not not driving, she was, like, parked, but she was in the car on her phone. So, like, the, the way it looks on the screen is just different. And then it looked like we were, like, looking down at her. I just don't think it translates super well into a video like the Sav one did. Yeah. So... Again, there's just different criteria that we have for deciding which ones are going to go up or not. But if there's one that you really want to see a video of, even a past one, you can message us or email us, allthingsgympod at gmail.com, and we can see about getting that up for you. Again, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And before we let you go, we have to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Tyler S., Casey, MSU, Kimberly G., Robert H, Randy B, Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. 
If you guys can't tell, I'm getting out of breath when I do these now because there's so many of you. So we seriously appreciate you guys so, so much. And your contributions have helped to make this show even better. We have a new mic set up that we're using. Which, by the way, I want to mention, we're still in the process of like trying to figure out the audio levels and making yeah. sure that we're not like too quiet, we're not too loud. Some parts it feels like we're shouting. Um, we're still like getting used to it and we're trying to like figure out we're trying to figure out the sweet spot. Right. Just right. Some people listen with headphones. Some people listen in their car. Some people just listen straight from their phone out loud. So we're trying to make it so the audio works for however you're listening. If you guys have any like feedback or any like strong opinions on the audio, if it needs to be louder, quieter, let us know. Yeah, and let us know like how you listen to the podcast and like what your complaint is. Because we want to make it as best as we can for you guys. Now I feel like we have the right setup. It's just kind of like figuring out the levels and if it's too loud, too quiet. I don't know how I feel about it. Sometimes I feel like it's too loud, but then sometimes it feels perfect. So I don't know. But let us know. We, we really would appreciate the feedback. Next week, we have another interview. We have Whitney Bjorken, who I'm sure you're all familiar with from her YouTube days. And Joya Tomi, who is the director of a documentary film called One in a Million. You guys may have heard about it. We've posted about it before. But it takes you inside of Whitney's life. Life over the span of several years as well as one of her fans who lives in Germany and it's sort of like a coming-of-age type film and it's finally hitting the US it's been you know at least a year now over a year since the film was released internationally it's been in Europe but now it's finally here in the US and we have a conversation with Whitney and Joya about the film and kind of give you a little bit of insight on what it was like filming and what kind of things you're gonna see in it and all that so you'll get to hear that before the documentary is released to the public for the world to see so we hope you guys will tune in next week for that we hope you guys have an awesome week and we will talk to you soon bye bye